Imagine you're high up in the rainforest canopy, munching on some of your favorite foliage, when all of a sudden, you hear a rustle of some leaves and the snap of a twig. You wheel around to find a python with cold, steely eyes, and it's slithering into your domain. You act quickly, nimbly running away to the edge of a branch until there's nowhere else to go. The python, undeterred, decides to go out on a limb in hopes of scoring a meal. What would you do? What could you do? Well, there's an arboreal mammal that would not be out of options in such a scenario. But bold and daring tactics are exactly the qualities a tree denizen needs to make it in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's 30 minutes of interesting animal info with even hotter wings. What? <laughs> I mean, uh, for you, I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos, and a little bit hungry. And today we're talking about Australia's version of a monkey, which is, of course, a marsupial. Way to play to stereotypes, Australia. I guess there's no improving on a classic. Yeah. Australia's great, and so are marsupials. <laughs> they are. They're pretty good. And, like, they all have the same face, I've noticed. Which is adorable. Yeah, it is adorable. Kangaroos can be a little bit on the less adorable side, but most marsupials are pretty cute. So, I feel like this animal that we're talking about today, which is, of course... The tree kangaroo. The tree kangaroo. You can see the the transition, or the relation, between a, a koala and a kangaroo in I, the face. I don't see koala. There's some, some species that look very koala-esque. Well, this species I didn't see very much koala. Yeah, this one's very on the kangaroo end of the spectrum. But there was one, I forgot what it was called, but it had that koala nose almost. Yes, yeah. But this one, this one does not. So we're talking about the tree kangaroo, fellas. Um, and not just any tree kangaroo. And not just fellas. The good fellows tree kangaroo. Ah. Uh, so this tree kangaroo is objectively better than you. Um, it's an objectively cute animal. Yeah, it is. You've, you've picked it. You... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you picked another doozy. One that's like irresponsibly cute. <laughs> irresponsibly. Uh, the tree, the Goodfellas tree kangaroo is also known as the ornate tree kangaroo. It's named after zoologist Walter Goodfellow, who is apparently a narcissist. <laughs> um, but we're going to call it here the uh, tree eye double guru because it kind of looks like Tigger a little bit. I guess, yeah. And, and Kanga. And, uh, yeah, you know, kangaroos jump, stuff like that. <clears throat> and also the jumping Joey Pesci. Nice. Ah, there's a little bit of a Goodfellas reference in there. <laughs> Funny, like, ha-ha. Like a clown. You know what I'm... Have you seen that movie? Yeah, no, I haven't. <laughs> but I, I know that You know that part. reference. Yeah. Um, all right, so, Goodfellas Tree Kangaroo is in the kingdom. Animalia. Not with an H, just Animalia. Or Animalia, or whatever you want to call it. The phylum is Chordata. Class is mammalia. We're doing another mammal because you're a mammal man, as usual. Yeah. I have to say the end for class because it makes the most sense, which is mars... Wait, hold on. Marsupiali. Nope, that wasn't it either. Marsup... Is it two eyes in a row again? No, no. Marsupialia. 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 There we go. Okay. I don't like it. Um, The family is Macropodidae. Big feet. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Kangaroo's got big feet. Sure. Um, 
The genus is Dendrolagus, which immediately made me think of lagomorphs. Yeah. Which are kind of like bunnies. You know, like, you know, kangaroos are just giant deer rabbits. Deer rabbits. <laughs> you guys are cute. Tricks are for kids. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, and species is my second favorite species name. Love this. Goodfellowy. <laughs> I love these ones that just tack an eye on the end of this yeah. ridiculous word, like Pink Floydy that we did a couple episodes ago. And now, Goodfellowy. So the binomial nomenclature is uh, dendro- dendrolagus or dendro- dendrologus. Dendrologus, Goodfellowy. That's what we're working with here. Sounds. Sounds good, fellow. So, yeah, good fellow. Uh, let's talk about its appearance because it's very important for you to get an idea of what this thing looks like, despite the fact, well, aside from the fact that we just said it was very cute. So you can start there and we'll work We'll work upwards. Um, it doesn't look very much like a tree or a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And... Uh, it doesn't have those big, like, it doesn't really have very big feet. You know, like the king, like the kangaroo does. It like sure does. These giant, like logs for feet. No. Um, m- imagine more of a bear mouse lemur. That's what I got. Yeah. It's like kind of like if you if you took a, like a sloth bear, and you shrunk it down, put a giant tail on it, um, gave it a more a mousier face than bears tend to have, and kind of just kind of. Gave it a lemur hue. There is a species called the ursine kangaroo, yeah. uh, tree kangaroo. So, but I think this one looks more like a bear than even that one. Huh. In certain pictures, yeah. Um, so it has the rotund bear-like body, and on the ground it kind of like you know hops or lumbers. Yeah, it's it's ungainly. Um, and uh, but it has the adorable mouse lemur face. Uh, it has a very long tail, um, longer than its body. And uh, dexterous hands and little little people fingers, like kind of, you know, those monkey fingers. Without the thumb. Yeah, no thumb. Um, but it does have dexterous fingers. Um, it has brown or reddish chestnut fur on its back, um, white or like cream-colored fur on its belly. And then it has two stripes going down its back. Um, and s- sometimes it has like rings on its tail, like a ring-tailed lemur. Hmm. So that's that's kind of what it looks like. Um, it looks like a bear, but is it as big as a bear? Did you say big? I don't want to. That 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 reminds me of something. I'm not saying it again. Uh, that reminds me of a part of the show that listeners have that 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 I've pulled. Just are just enamored with it. Like three months after we started this show. Like it's might it might be the best part of this show. <laughs> And here we go into it. We have more people listening now. Uh, that brings us to the listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show that is introduced by you, the listener. You can contribute. Yeah. Do just, it. Just send us you saying measure up in your best voice. Do a Steve Irwin impression. You know, the great one. Not the bad one. Don't Definitely don't do the bad one. No, Steve Irwin is the great one. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of animal... Animal uh, enter- entertainment, but all followed you ha- closely by the Kratz. Uh, age. Oh, oh, dang it! No, the great one is also David Attenborough. Oh, David Attenborough. He's also a great one. Anyway, <laughs> this ep- this uh, episode ha- features uh, one. Uh, 
Ramon, my my uncle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is this uh, measure up segment is introduced by Ramon Papito. Uh, without further ado, three, two, one. Measure up. It's good because of the way it is. Goes down smooth. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, let's move right into length. It's about 143 centimeters or 4.6 feet. How many tree kangaroos go into the weight into the height of the Punjak Jaya, the highest eve- uh, elevation in New Guinea? It's a mountain. Okay. And it's called it's pronounced apparently Punjak, but it's P U N C A K. That makes sense. Nary a J to be found. <laughs> um, well, it's like, um, I think, you know, that that classical composer Dvorak or Dvorak or whatever. Jorak, I think. It's like D-A-V-O-R-A-K. Like, there's a J pronunciation as part of that, and it throws me for a loop every time. But anyway, so Maybe we're talking about a mountain. A Hirimatu name. We're talking about a mountain in Papua New Guinea. You know what I can tell by the way you use your walk, you're a woman's man who needs a hint. Uh, what? Punjak Jai is the tallest island mountain on Earth. Glaciers on the mountain slope are rare examples of equatorial glaciers, which are glaciers that are in equatorial region near the equator. Makes sense. Yeah. Normally they're up north or down south. So this is, this is a big one. That's right. It's pretty big. I didn't know there were super tall mountains in... New Guinea or glaciers. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's, there's a, it's a contested largest uh, uh, mountain in Oceania, but there's another one that people like, is it in Oceania or is it in Asia? And I forget which country it's in, but it's like, it's close to Asia. So people are like, nah, that's Asia. It's still, it counts. This one's, yeah, this one's the largest. What goes into a continent? Who knows? Rocks, dirt, grass, People. humans, yeah, and other things. That's, and that's what this show is all about. <laughs> <laughs> the other things. Um, all right, I'm going to say it's 3,000 feet. That's that's. Um, I know that some of the mountains in Peru are like four to 5,000 feet. So I feel like the tallest mountain in Oceania would be not quite as tall as those because those are the Andes. Right. Um. Are you talking about above sea level or from the or from the base? I'm not sure. I, I bet miss... you the base is sea level. It is New Guinea. Yeah. Whatever normally mountains are both. They're both they're, oh, they're, okay. they're measured by both. Like Mount Everest is, has its sea level and it has its like base. Gotcha. I'm gonna go with whatever you found. Yeah. <laughs> so three thousand feet. That sounds like a a good a good healthy um mountain. Um and what we said four 4.6, you said? 4.6 feet. We're going to take that down 4.5. Okay. Darn it, this math doesn't doesn't go very easily. <laughs> it doesn't go easily into 10 or something like that. Or, <laughs> um, I'm going to go with about 650 lemurs. Or, they're not lemurs, tree kangaroos. Tree kangaroos. 650 tree kangaroos, stem to stern. <laughs> can go up to the top of this mountain. So you said it was 
3,000 feet. 3,000 feet. It is 4,884 meters. Oh, man. It is 16,024 feet tall. Oh, goodness. (laughs) So the answer is 3,560 tree kangaroos. I think I meant meters. <laughs> the, the number I was thinking of must have been in meters for those Andes Mountains. Um, those Andes Mints. Goodness, those those come in meters too. That'd I wonder if an Andes Mountain finishes off a good Italian food meal as good as a mint. Probably not. Uh, let's go to weight. They're 7 kilograms or 15 pounds. Papua New Guinea is one of the most culturally diverse countries on the planet and has many known languages. If each one of these languages was manifested into a single object that weighed one pound, how many tree kangaroos would go into the total weight of all of these one-pound languages combined? All right. I'm following you. (laughs) You haven't lost me yet. Okay. Also, I studied linguistics, so linguistic diversity was something that we went over. Yeah, so you may have heard this number before. I know that there are are roughly 7,000 languages in the world. And most of them are in Papua New Guinea because it's mostly un, like un, uh, conquered. <laughs> well, here's a hint, and this will actually help. Papua New Guinea has four official languages, including English, Hirimatu, Tokpizen, and Sign Language. So you know there's at least four. I've heard Tokpizen. We had to do a report on it. Um... All right, so I'm going to say that because there are so many. I don't know. I don't remember what the number was. If there are seven, if there are six or seven thousand languages in the world, I mean, three of three thousand of them can be in Papua New Guinea. That's possible. It's Papua Papua New Guinea. It's Papua. Yeah, sure. Um, let's go with it. What's wrong with it? It might be way off. Okay. Um. But, so 3,000. So that's 3,000 pounds. You're right. So how many kangaroos go into that? They're 15 pounds. 15 pounds, yeah. So, um, well, you multiplied 15 by 100, you'd have 1,500. So I think the answer would be 200. Okay. So 200 is the final answer. Yeah. The answer was that there are 852 languages. Oh, darn it. And there's 57 <laughs> tree kangaroos. The, the kangaroos go right into that. that was, this was a bad one. Well, <laughs> my guessing was way off. And this was my area of study. Uh, well. How could I not remember this? At least you knew there was a lot. <laughs> I didn't say eight. <clears throat> but that's all I got. That's all I got for uh, Measure Up. All right. Well, let's best, move on to the range. segment. No. Hashtag Measure Up. Ew. <laughs> let's move on to the range. Which we just answered because we've been talking about Papua New Guinea because Papua New Guinea is where these these good fellas live. Yes. Other species also live in Australia, mm-hmm. but these boys are in New Guinea. Usually western, northwestern Australia. So kind of like as close to Papua New Guinea as you can get with yeah. also being in Australia. More species live in Papua New Guinea than live in Stra- Australia. Australia. Which is interesting because this is a smaller place. Yeah, but it has a lot of biodiversity. Yeah. And lingual diversity. And fewer um, Europeans hunting things to extinction. Yes, and more rainforests and trees. Yes, that also helps. Um, 
which answers the second question, which is their habitat, which okay. is rainforests and mountainous tree areas. They like trees. They're tree kangaroos. They, yeah. Get it through your head. <laughs> Deal with it. They're Stop not... asking. <laughs> we're um, tree kangaroos, if you please. We're tree kangaroos, if you don't please. <laughs> Timely, Lady in the Tramp reference. <laughs> um, we are in the trees, if you please. <laughs> we're in the trees, if you don't please. <laughs> Uh, so their diet, because they live in trees, is trees. Well, leaves. Leaves yeah. on those trees. Lots of tree kangaroos like to eat fruit, but these guys specifically like to eat leaves. And I don't remember what the leaf evore name was. Do you remember? Herbivore. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who just eats leaves? Yeah. Keep talking, I'll figure it out. Okay. It's not like fruits are uh, frugivores. Fisher. Piscivores, eaters, carnivores. These guys are omnivorous. Tree kangaroos are omnivorous because they not only eat leaves, but they all also eat fruit, and they'll also eat insects, and they'll eat um, they'll eat eggs in captivity, um, and snakes, which is crazy. Folivore, folivore. <laughs> I can't even repeat what you just said. <laughs> Folivores, yes. Foliage. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I was like, there's, there's a word that has to do with leaves. Foliage is the word. If I keep looking down at my phone a lot, it's because I have a picture of the most adorable pair of mother and child. They have the same facial expression, and they have the same like head tilt, and the Joey is in the little pocket. Yeah, it looks like, like that Joey's ready to not be in the pocket anymore. It's a good like picture. It's kind of growing out. <laughs> All right, so that's what they eat. There's leaves and nuts and fruit, birds. Birds also, yeah. Eggs, snakes. Um, they also eat tree sap and bark. They specifically eat the leaves of the silkwood tree because that's very prevalent um, there, and they can climb those easily. And they just love that good silkwood tree leaf taste. <laughs> Classic. This that. that. Good silkwood tree leaf taste that kids love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they 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 brought in the the light version and nobody liked it, so they went right back to silkwood tree leaf class. <laughs> um, so here's some fast facts before we get into the major fact. Uh, their lifespan is about 14 years in captivity. Most of what we know of them is from captivity because Papua New Guinea is not a very well explored place, and they're they're pretty good at hiding. Yeah, and they're very fast. In trees. In trees. Um, they're solitary hunters um, when they, you know, go and eat like snakes and whatnot. Um, but for the most part, they kind of roam by themselves anyway. They're nocturnal primarily um, to not be eaten by other things. And they have what's called a sacculated stomach. Well. What? Sounds great. Isn't that? Isn't that it's tasty. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like a cow where they have um, like a fermentation vat in their stomach because they're, and we talked about this with the Hotsin bird mm -hmm. um, because we have, in order to eat primarily leaves, you have to have a special stomach for it. And that involves, um, you know, having the, this, this part of your gut that ferments um, and the bacteria eats your, uh, the, the leaves that you ate so that you can digest them because, Apparently, things aren't supposed to eat leaves. <laughs> yeah, well, plants have a very, like, a good defense in terms of the cell wall, in terms of being broken down by your gut. 
Yeah, but in- insects don't have a problem, but mammals apparently and birds do. Yeah. Unless they have this um, sacculated stomach. Um, they, like other marsupials, tree kangaroos keep their young in a pouch for close to a year. Um, these young are called joeys. Say that me. Like you. <laughs> um, and they look a little like strawberry or cinnamon flavored jelly beans <laughs> at first. Um, one tree, and here's an interesting Interesting story. One tree kangaroo, Joey, was transferred to the pouch of a wallaby at the Adelaide Zoo when its mother died. And it uh, survived. The, nice. The, the wallaby um, raised it. And if you don't know what a wallaby is, it's a smaller version of a kangaroo. It's a little kangaroo. It looks exactly like a kangaroo, but a little bit smaller. Yep. Um, <clears throat> also adorable. Yeah. More adorable because it's smaller. And it has a, an adorable name. Wallaby. Wallaby. Go see a man about a wallaby. Um... That started out cockneyed and ended up Australian. Um, tree kangaroos also only have one joey per year, which is about all you can handle, am I right? <laughs> Measure up. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. That's uh, that's that's what that's those are the general info pieces on the Goodfellas kangaroo tree kangaroo. Alrighty, let's get into the majorest effects. Not not necessarily. If you really like marsupials, it will be. Uh, the tree kangaroo is a s- specifically designed and specially designed to live the arboreal lifestyle. Uh, so they have curved claws similar to a sloth that helps them hook onto branches. Uh, other tree-dwelling animals that have no claws, like apes and monkeys, need thumbs uh, and a powerful grip to get around. But they do not have thumbs. Curved claws allow animals to grip um, with... With no thumbs. Grip tree real, branches, good. Yeah, real, real convenient. Grip, good. Good grip. Good grip. They got a grip. Uh, they also have incredibly dexterous paws, like you said. The only other thumbless mammal with similar dexterity is the raccoon, which also has like little people hands. Do they not have thumbs? Raccoons do not have thumbs. Oh, I always thought they had thumbs. But their f- fingers are splayed out in a way that almost looks like a thumb. Maybe they could use one as a thumb in a pinch. If they needed to pinch something, they well, could use it as a thumb. <laughs> what the, the, the perfect joke just showed up in here. <laughs> what are you doing in here? <laughs> what are comedians supposed to do now? It was a perfect joke. <laughs> I want to do the raccoon eventually because that is... That's a fun like, animal. Is is it a cat? Is, is it, it a dog trash panda? Is it a, is it a fox? What was it? What is it? Trash panda? Yeah. Uh... So, tree kangaroos have powerful forelimbs that allow them to climb with ease. You can tell just by looking at them that they have yoked shoulders under their plush fur. Same here. Um, They climb by wrapping their forelimbs around tree trunks and pushing up with their back legs. Unlike uh, their ground-dwelling kin, um, tree kangaroos don't have proportionally large legs like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So... Sometimes you you can even see them like doing. How would you describe this? Just like shimmying along with their forelimbs, like a, along a branch, and they'll like kick up their legs to hold on every once in a while. But to move, they'll just use their arms. Oh, so they'll what? Just kind of like hand over hand. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good good technique. Um, so uh, unlike their, oh no wait. Uh, instead, their arms and legs are around the same size as their 
and their like heft is up in the upper body. Mm-hmm. So like their chest and shoulders are thick and muscular, where a kangaroo, a, reg- a ground dwelling kangaroo would like, it would be like lower. They're more teardrop shaped. Right. Although there's some pictures of some some yoked. Yolk with an L. <laughs> Yolk. <laughs> Yolk. Um, uh, that's uh. I feel like those are photoshopped. I've seen those pictures. No, they're for for real. Like they can be beefy in what? the upper body. They have the tiny, tiny little like Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. Well, how are they getting? I don't how know. Are they working out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe those are steroided up, but. I don't know. I'll believe it when. Look up some pictures. I believe. After this. I'll believe it when I feel those pecs. Oh, you don't want to. It'll be followed by a swift kick. Yeah, those they're dangerous. <laughs> um, so the anatomical arsenal that completes the ensemble uh, is their long, heavy tail. When you see a tree kangaroo walk along the ground, they awkwardly hunch forward and like hop around, and that's because they are countering their weight, their tail weight, mm-hmm. because the they're dragging a long, heavy tail. Their tail is longer than they are. It's like yeah, by about a foot or half, uh, half like a foot. Six inches, yeah. Uh, so this is because their tails are weighted to center their body weight when they're on like thin branches and stuff. So if Thanos was holding a tree kangaroo, he would be like perfectly balanced. That's <laughs> <laughs> all things should be. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, he would survive the snap because because he's perfectly balanced. Um, I don't think that was the criteria for. Oh sure, no, it has to. You have to have a long tail. That's being balanced. You only killed balanced people. Unbalanced people. Or unbalanced, yeah. So um, the tails are usually, like you said, half a foot longer than their body length, but it's not prehensile like a spider monkeys. They can't just wrap it around. They can't grab stuff. It's it's mostly for balance. Um, So there's a video where you can see a tree kangaroo balancing on a thin rope. Like stand, like standing with its f- four limbs on it. Mm-hmm. Excellent technique, perfect dismount. Uh, <laughs> so you can click on you can click on a link uh, on ldtaxonomy.com slash tree dash kangaroo to see this video. That's probably what we're gonna make. Probably, the URL. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's where the fact gets major. Um, they're capable of making daring leaps from one tree to another. And from the tree to the ground. So, and their bodies are specifically designed to make this possible. Uh, Tree kangaroos have been recorded leaping from one branch to another branch, nine meters or 30 feet below. Below. Yeah. So, like, jumping down three stories to another branch. I feel like they dislocate their shoulders. They have specially padded paws to help soften the landing and absorb some of that impact like a crumple zone on a family sedan. Nice, but the shoulders. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? It gets more major than what? that. What? <laughs> when they're in a bind, like being cornered by a predator, there uh, and there's no viable branch to leap to, they will jump out of the tree to the forest floor. They can jump as many as eight, 18 meters or 59 feet to the ground. What? Yeah. I thought only cats could survive that. 60 feet? They're dead. 59 <laughs> feet? 
<laughs> if it jumps up before going down, it's toast. <laughs> I assume 59 was because it was a translation of the 18 meters, not because it was like a very specific number. That is crazy. How does it do that? So their bodies are plush with dense, fluffy fur that allows them, like, it absorbs that impact Shit. and allows them to hit the ground without injury. They even look like stuffed animals. They do. Which it says right here in my notes. They look like stuffed animals. <laughs> if you look at them, they look plush. Like like you could win them at a fair. They look both plush and yoked. Yeah. Not yoked, but yoked. Yeah. Not quite. No. It's a it's a nice combination. That is crazy. Sixty six stories. Yeah. You could jump from the top of the building that we work at. Yeah. If that's not on, relatable enough. Onto the ground. <laughs> <laughs> And, wow, that's crazy. So, I watched a video where they're doing research, and to to they hired people that used to hunt tree kangaroos, but now work for the people trying to save them. Um, okay, so this, the, the Goodfellows tree kangaroo is endangered, right? Yes, it's endangered. Some of the species are of least concern, but some of them are critical, are like more endangered um, because of deforestation and stuff like that. And because they can be a local food source. But they're hard to find. They're, like, some of the, like, you will look up into, there's this type of moss that's like that chestnut brown color. Oh, really? And it looks just, like, if you saw a tree kangaroo just dangling there, you'd be like, oh, that's moss. Look, look it's moss. Yeah. It's Morris moss. Yeah, it's peat moss. What were you, what were you saying about the video? Um. So, what they'll do to catch them, when they locate one, they'll go up into it. They'll clear away, like, foliage on the ground, send somebody up a tree after it, and coax it to jump to the ground. And it will do it. Why wouldn't it just jump to a different tree? It might, but they they try to, like, corner them so that they can't do that. Huh. And it's fine? Yeah, it's always fine. That's crazy. There's a, there, yeah, there's another video where you can you can watch them, like, do this, and they're putting, like, a little camera on it. And it, it's some of the most adorable footage because it's taken by a tree kangaroo. <laughs> and it's like it's looking at the sun setting or the sun rising. And it's like scratching itself and making like adorable sounds. <laughs> I got to see this video. It's great. But uh, they they also like wrapped it in like a, a little towel or like a blanket. And it was like just sitting there just like might like having a f- fine time. And they're like putting this thing on it. And it was like, they said they didn't use any sedation or put any drugs in it. It just loves life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was scared on the inside, but. It belongs in Australia. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No worries, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you want what? You want me to do some videographer work? Uh, I got you. <laughs> so, like, the. So, and then there's a video of it, like, the vi- video captures it jumping from 18 meters. I didn't see that, but. Because mm. it might, it might. That, like you have time to think about that fall. That's like a jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you're on the ground. Not quite that long, you think? I don't know. It's a decent, decent jump though. You know, that's four, four seconds of falling, four, five seconds of falling. That's enough for you. To it do. depends. That's enough for you to regret jumping. <laughs> I don't know what the terminal velocity of a tree kangaroo is, but. You don't reach it in five seconds, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. That's the tree kangaroo. Well, welcome to another uh, Cute Animals by Joey. 
<laughs> about Joey's. About Joey's. Um, so, in the spirit of that, out there in Podcastia, you pick up a Joey, nurse him back to health, and take a giant leap of faith, like the Goodfellas tree kangaroo in life, death, and taxonomy. Howdy, LDT listeners. It's Joe here with a public service announcement. We are critically low on Measure Up intros, and that's where you can help. Send your Measure Up intro to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. All you got to do is put it in your memos section or your recording device on your cell phone, and then just email that straight on over. You can probably do it straight from the app. If you have an iPhone, you definitely can. I don't know how the other half lives, so it's on you guys to figure out. You Android users. Anyway, we need you. We need this. Give, give it to us. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I'll probably end it way before that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make this 100% perfect so I don't have to edit it. The, the episode? Yeah. Alright. No ums, <clears throat> no likes, and like no pauses. You still like. Well, this isn't a blooper reel. <laughs> <laughs>